Shinantag Bono Journe Buana Jurnata Hevativa Kohipua Tidi O Sawadi Gia Bom Wiendia Everyone, I'm your host Saloma Jacobs and I'm delighted to introduce you to my Into the Garden podcast that ethereal presence to feel ignited, relaxed, rejuvenated, moved and inspired. Tune in for a reflection on deep, insightful, delightful, inspired soul poetry. Connect with soul sisters popping in for soul poetry, couch talk, real life stories, testimonies, motivational inspirations, parables, interviews, up and coming events and much, much more. So pop on over for time out to relax, unwind and connect. Send a voice message. Invite a friend or two. Share and like this podcast on Facebook under Shasti Caesarea. Instagram, Into the Garden. That will inspire you to live your best life and become the best you. Super, sassy, vibrant you. Thank you for sharing, tuning in and popping on over for a delightful soul Poetry Soiree. Hello there. So nice of you to join me. And how are you today? I trust that you are having a fabulous day and looking forward to a most fabulous, well-deserved weekend, isn't it? But come on over and spend some much-needed quality time with me, Salome Jacobs, in the company of Enzo the Garden. Don't be shy now, book your seat. Pretty soon you are able to like, leave a message or voice recording just like my dear sassy soulful sisters. But before I start, why don't you quickly dash off to the kitchen for something to drink, a glass of juice or water, sparkling or still, or however you prefer, perhaps a decadent cup of therapeutic tea to simply relax, unwind that tension, worries if any, or stress and relieve yourself from business, if only for but a little while. And join me in that ethereal presence, calmness, peacefulness, sublimeness of into the garden where heaviness leaves you and quietness and receiving welcomes you and an answered prayer is deserving to you so come what may from day to day join me and the company of into the garden and today the title is i exalt thee o lord it's a bit of a short story but this was written the 1st of October 2019 and during that month it was dedicated to families but you know I did this piece for December and I'm not sure whether I put it on Facebook But you and I are in the new year, 2021, and it is still fitting, it is still relevant. 
to what it is that you and I are experiencing right now, the second wave. And you and I are trusting God. That God is turning the wheel, God is turning the winds, and God is sending in fresh renewal, revival rain. And that is already a salutation to God, for I exalt thee, O Lord. And the inscription reads as follows, some women are lost in the fire, some women are built from it. Entering the new month with an outburst of exaltation, O Lord Most High, seated on your throne, heaven is yours and earth is your footstool. I lift up your name and I exalt you, for you are worthy of my praise, worthy of my thanks, worthy of my joy, worthy of my peace, worthy of my praise everlasting. Shine, Jesus, shine. Send a mighty wave of revival in spirit across our nation. Break every chain this month as we declare and dedicate December. And now I say, March, the month of families who have lost loved ones during COVID-19. Come, Lord Jesus, come. We need you more than ever. The plight of sinful attacks, hate crimes, lawlessness, rape, drug abuse, exploitation are rampant in cities, towns, countryside. Rise up from the ashes and declare mm. that with God, through God, in God, We'll see a mighty gale force wind as far as the east is to the west. Things have to get worse before it gets better. For God is in the business of setting the city ablaze, the country ablaze, the world ablaze. We shall triumph above all tension, triumph above xenophobia, triumph above COVID-19, triumph above gender violence, any outcry, uprising, uproar, for the Lord's hand is upon the city, the world hovering above and round about it, as winds rise, so too will dust, disgust, jealousy, residue, character assassination, betrayal, fault finding, uncleanliness, ungodliness, lawlessness, manslaughter flee, manipulation flee. Hear the plea of your people, saturate us with your mm. presence, enwrap us with your agape love. Let our yes be yes and our no be no. Save our women, save our children, save our families from destruction, from torture, from rape, from hate crimes, from drunkenness, from all types of abuse, from incest, from lust, from extramarital affairs. We cancel and blot out the disobedience of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, the murder of Abel committed by Cain, 
the rape between Tamar and Absalom, the extramarital affair of David and Bathsheba, the rebellion of nations of the Lord's chosen, every bloodshed committed in the old and new, past and present. I don't know about you, but isn't God inflicted? Isn't he angry? Isn't he outraged? I would think so. It seems as if the wrath of God has fallen and God's displaced in. How are we displaying ourselves as individuals, community and nations? Can you forgive us, Lord? Forgive my ignorance, my behaviour, my attitude, my disobedience, my pride, my ego. Can you forgive me? Let us, as a city, as a community, as a nation, turn our hearts back to God. Come before him with gladness, so he can rectify, purify, exemplify and identify. Out with the old and in with the new. Let's go back to the Ten Commandments, the laws given to the Israelites, when kept and abided, peace reigned, when ignored, lawlessness prevailed, lust and addiction was prevalent and the order of the day, for what was done in darkness, God will let it come to light, what you plot in sacred will come to surface in the light. If you and I think it's okay to have an affair because mm. I'm tired of him or her, I fell out of love with him or her, or what she or he doesn't know won't hurt, think again. What's done in secret has a nasty way of coming to light, for the wages of one night in Bangkok or Sodom and Gomorrah has a heavier lifetime weight of mistrust, divorce, illegitimacy, perjury and penalty. Lord. We need of a mighty change, a fresh mindset, a new remnant, a new heart, a new understanding of brotherly love, a new instruction, a new beginning. Breathe on us breath of God as we incline our hearts to thee. I pray for students, especially matriculants, for minds to be receptive, for women scarred, afraid of who's next. Remove fear from the minds of every soul sister, prayer warrior, giant slayer, for fear is not from you. Grant every woman from every race, tribe, city, continent, the world, the spoken voice to stand firm and proclaim that enough is enough. Take us from the guttermost to our uppermost, from disobedience mm. to obedience, from last to first, from lack to plenty, from hate to love. Today, Lord, you're offering life or death, blessing or curse good or evil. Yes, 
you have also given us, your people, the option of choice, and therefore wrong choices have led to destruction, devastation, home wrecking, brutality, and neutrality. So in unison this month, join me and many others as we pray and lift up our city, our country, our world, our leaders, our police, our doctors, our nurses, our children, our pastors, our prophets, our churches, the World Health Organization and the United Nations and trust God for a mighty wave of renewal, revival, deliverance, reformation and transformation. So your and my children and their children's children shall possess the gates of the enemy. Wake up, get up, look up, pray up, assess up, proclaim up, decide up, so you can choose up what choice to make to prosper up in the land your God has given you and me up. And so it is, so shall it be. And like I said, this was written the 1st of October 2019. Yes. I exalt thee, O Lord. But stay tuned and stay connected. For there's so much more inspirational words, moral stories, soul poetry from sassy soulful sisters. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. 
topic of 
what happens when your plans and God's plans don't match. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful, isn't it? So I'm looking forward, just like you, to that insightful, endearing, inspirational word from Angela Morris. So if later on, please join me and you and I will put our hands together for that phenomenal, sassy, soulful sister, Angela Morris. afternoon I'm Angela Morris what happens when your plans and God's plan don't match let me ask that question again what happens when your plans and God's plans don't match they don't line up I'm reading again or I'm sharing again for Pastor Rick Warren's uh, Daily Hope one of my favorite authors and encourager and the question again, what happens when your plans and God plans <laughs> don't match? The strip, the scripture here that's given is uh, Isaiah 55 and verse 8. My thoughts are not like your thoughts. Your ways are not like my ways. Now we know that life is full of interruptions. Amen? Amen. Sometimes we... We have big plans for our lives. We have big plans for our careers, big plans for our family, and big plans for the ministry. But God takes our lives in a totally different direction than we plan. So when our plans and God's plans don't match up, they don't line up, we often try to kick the door down. But in doing that, guess what happens? Then things get worse. Just ask Jonah. Remember Jonah in scripture? Yeah, he had to learn the hard way how to respond when God's plans and his plans, <clears throat> excuse me, didn't match. Now, God told Jonah to warn the people of Nineveh that they needed to repent from their evil ways. But Jonah, instead of doing what God asked him to do, Jonah ran from God. And he ended up where? Does anybody remember where he ended up? Mm -hmm. He ended up in the belly of a big fish. So you see, God had to rescue him. Now, Jonah then did what God had said to do. Now, when the people of, uh, of Nineveh repented and God didn't punish them, the prophet was extremely disappointed. Now, can you imagine? The people repented. And God didn't punish them. And now Jonah the prophet was disappointed. You would think he would be happy and excited for the people because of their willingness to turn back to the Lord. So guess what God does? God gives Jonah an object lesson. God calls a plant to grow large enough to give Jonah shade. Then he sent a worm to attack the plant and kill it. The next day, as the sun was beating down on Jonah's head, 
he expressed his total frustration to God. And that's when God reminded Jonah of four truths to remember when God's plans differ from ours. So I want to share with you four truths you need to remember when your plans differ from God's plans. The first one, God can see things you can't. Mm -hmm. He can see the past, the present, and the future all at the same time because he created time. So he is not subject to time. So the very first one is God can see things that you can't. The second one, God is good to you even when you're cranky, even when you're belligerent, even when you're boastful, even when you are dot, 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 dot. (laughs) You may have been going the opposite direction from God and he still covers you with his shade. Now, God cares about your comfort because that's the kind of God he is. He loves you even when you're unlovable. Yes, we have days when we are in love or are, are definitely unlovable saints. The second one again, God is good to you even when you're cranky. The third one, God is in control of every detail of your life. Hallelujah. Again, God is in control of every detail of your life. Now, your plans just don't fail randomly. They don't. God has a purpose in everything in your life. Now, Jonah shows us that God uses both the big, which was what? The the, the large fish and the small, the worm, you know, that came along and ate the plant to direct our lives. But guess what? He is in control of all of it. Remember, he can see the past, the present, and the future all at the same time. Hallelujah. Because he created time and he's not subject to time. Number four, God wants you to focus on what will last. God wants you to focus on what will last. This life is temporal. We want to focus on eternal life. Hallelujah. Now, when I say God wants you to focus on what will last, most of us uh, uh, of what worries you won't be around even tomorrow or even the day after. We can only live for today. God wanted Jonah to care about the salvation of the people of Jonah. But instead, what does he do? He gets upset when the people repent and turn back to God. Now, God wanted Jonah just to care about the people of Nineveh, not a plant that would die the next day. And above all else, guess what? Focus on getting God's word into your heart and just bringing people into his family. So just think about this. Just because your plans aren't turning out the way you want doesn't mean God isn't isn't involved in every step of your life. Ask God to help you see his hand in your broken plans and trust him in his goodness as she shows you the way forward. I'm reminded of a scripture that I so dearly love that's found in the book of Psalms. I believe it's 143 in verse 8. And it says, Cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning. For unto thee do I trust. Cause me to know the way wherein I should walk. For I lift up my soul unto thee. 
Hallelujah. That means I must put my trust in him. Again, those four truths you want to remember when God's plan differ from ours. Yes, it's going to happen. It's going to happen because we are flesh and you will see as we walk daily, you know, we have desires, we have wants, but it's important to for our plans to line up with God's plans. So those four things to remember when God's plans differ from ours. The first one is God can see things you can't. You remember that was the first one because he dwells in the what? In the past, the present, and the future all at the same time. Then there was number two. God is good to you even when you're cranking. Now that in itself is a, is, is a chance to say hallelujah. We don't have the best of days sometimes, but guess what? God is always good to us even when we're cranky. Mm, mm, mm. Number three, God is in control of every detail of your life. Let me say that again. God is in control of every detail of your life. Number four, God wants you to focus on what will last. God wants you to focus on what will last. And just because your plans are turning out the way you want, doesn't mean God isn't involved in every step. So we ask God to help us to, to see his hand in your in our, you know in our broken plans and trust him in his goodness as he shows you the way forward. Now let me ask you a few questions. You can jot them down and, and perhaps write them later. Describe a time when your plans and God's plans didn't match. Tell me. How did that work out? Describe a time when your plans and God's plans didn't match. How did that work out? Second question. If you look at the four truths from today's devotional, which do you need to be reminded of most when you're struggling with what God is doing? Which of the four truths do you struggle with what God is doing, and why are you struggling? And the third question, what are some ways you can keep eternity in mind as you adjust to God's plan over your own? Again, what are some ways you can keep eternity in mind as you adjust to God's plan over your own? As you take the time to, you know, go through these questions and jot down some answers, just remember that God's ways are not our ways. Remember the scripture that I said at the very beginning, Isaiah 55 and 8. My thoughts are not like your thoughts. Your ways are not like my ways. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for your goodness and your mercy. God, I thank you for, for just being there on a daily basis for me. Even in the midst of my going through and oftentimes being cranky, oftentimes not seeing things the way you see it, oftentimes not even focusing on things that would even last, God. But Father, I trust you. I trust you. Hallelujah. And those of you that are listening, say to the Lord, God, I trust you. I trust you. Amen and amen.
Once upon a time, there was a young man who worked at a factory. His mentor, an old technician, taught him to talk less, do more, and never stop developing his skills in every aspect of the factory's operations. Ten years later, the old man retired, and the young man became a technician himself. He continued to do his work with the same dedication and diligence as he was taught. One day, he visited his mentor. The old man saw that he seemed unhappy and asked what was troubling him. The young man sighed and poured his heart out. I have been following your instructions exactly all these years. No matter what I work on, I keep quiet and focus on the job. I know I have done good work at the factory, and I have learned all the skills that can be learned there. What I don't understand is that the guys who don't have my experience or capabilities have all been promoted, while I am still making as little as I did before when I was your apprentice. The old man asked, Are you positive that you have become indispensable to the factory? The young man nodded, Yes. The old man paced back and forth to think. After a while, he turned to the young man. You must request the day off, using whatever reason you like. It is time for you to give yourself a break. The young man was surprised by this advice, but the more he thought about it, the more it made sense. He thanked his teacher and left quickly to make a time off request. When he returned to work after his day off, the manager called him into the office to tell him that things did not go well at the factory while he was gone. Others encountered many problems that normally would be handled by him, and they had no idea how to solve them. Realizing his importance, the manager decided to promote him to the position of senior technician, to thank him and encourage him to keep up the good work. The young man was grateful for his mentor's wisdom. Surely, he thought, this was the secret to success. From that point on, whenever the young man felt like he deserved more than what he was getting, he would take a day off. When he came back the next day, the situation would improve to his satisfaction. This pattern continued for months. One day, the young man found that he was blocked from going into the factory. Much to his shock, he found out that his employment was terminated. He could not believe it. Not knowing what else to do, he went back to see his mentor, to try to figure out how things had gone so wrong. Why did I lose my job? He asked with wounded pride. Did I not do everything as you instructed? Actually, you did not. Because you heard only half the lesson, the old man shook his head. You understood right away that no one pays any attention to a light bulb that is always on. It is only when it goes off that people suddenly take notice and realize they've been taking it for granted. You were so eager to apply this understanding that you left before hearing the second half. Second half? It began to dawn on the young man 
that perhaps he made a big mistake. What was it the second half? The mentor spoke slowly to make his point. The second half, more important than the first, is the realization that if a light bulb goes off frequently, then sooner or later it will be replaced with one that is more reliable. Who wants a light bulb that no one can count on to provide illumination? You see in life, in your life, do you have friends and family members that you take for granted? They're always there for you. What happens if one day they are no longer there? Do not wait for such a day to suddenly realize how important they are. Give thanks today for the good fortune of having them in your life. Also, don't let yourself being taken for granted. But at the same time, do your work and don't stop everything you do just because it doesn't go the way you want it to go. Find the balance in life and life will reward you with giving you the balance back. I hope that you have enjoyed the moral story, The Secret to Success. Yes, it is indeed an eye-opener and a revelation to you and me. And you know, as Dale Carnegie would say, develop success from failures. Discouragement and failure are two of the surest stepping stones to success. So may favor and success be at your door. Happiness at your door. Inner peace at your door. Optimum health at your door. Kindness at your door. God fearing. await you, knocks at your heart's door. So press on, pressing on. Because some people dream of success, while others wake up. Work and trust God for their success. Work smart. Declare God for your success. Generate, operate, and determine success with God and in God. Thank you to my guest Angela Morris and to you for taking time out of your busy schedule be it at the office or on your way home or 
at work, but wherever you are, near or far, at university or college, at the marketplace, just stopping and dropping on by with friends. Well, thank you for sharing the podcast, but most of all, thank you for sharing the love. And if you're celebrating a birthday today, many happy returns on your birthday. And yes, we are still celebrating International Women's Day. In fact, why not the whole month through, isn't it? Choose to challenge, choose to make the right choice, choose to change, and choose to be also natural yo picture proverbs 31 yo so from me salome jacobs take care until we meet again same time same place you know where to find me but right here in my idyllic spot my ethereal place at the master's feet and into the garden Do take care.